Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Welcome along to today's episode of the podcast. We want to come to you today with some very fast, quick tips around coaching. Uh, we are fortunate enough to have coached hundreds of people ourselves individually. Uh, we now deliver programs out to our members that uh, critically have a coaching component to them. And I think coaching is one of those concepts that everyone goes, yeah, let's do coaching. Yeah. But actually, predominantly, people don't do enough of it. And if they do it, they often make some quite fundamental errors. What, what's been your experience, Mike, in observing um, um, coaching sessions? Yeah, I don't think anybody that we've spoken to feels like they do enough coaching. I think a lot of people inside organizations don't regard coaching as necessarily their strong suit and typically haven't been traditionally promoted for that. Traditionally, they've made their way into, into their role because of their technical expertise. Perhaps they're people management in a broad sense, that they're good with people. Um, but increasingly, organisations are understanding that coaching is at the heart of giving, getting leverage. And I suppose that sense goes to the, to the question of what is coaching? Yeah, and, and let's talk about that and then also the, the barriers that hold yep. people back from doing coaching. I think you've talked about the confidence factor mm -hmm. about whether mm -hmm. someone uh, perceives themselves to be an effective coach we, we can talk to. Um, but your, your point, what was your insight there? Well, the what is coaching, but it ranges from um, uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole raft of areas in which we can help our team. And, and coaching is just one of them. Coaching is really helping people discover for themselves the solution and you do it through feedback and guiding people and opening them up you know coaching is really opening people up to improving their performance if you're going to go do it like this it's not coaching right if your coaching sounds like telling yeah do this do that yeah that's not coaching yes that's, yeah. that's instructing yeah 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 and, and right. there are times when oh. instructing is really appropriate totally but in a coaching session if you feel your language is more telling than asking then you're probably not coaching and it goes no you didn't do it right you got to do it like this no don't put your foot there push foot there you know there is a there's an element in those sorts of things where there's just a series of activities that need to be done exactly the same way time and time again yep. and that so that's training yes What's mentoring, for example? Mentoring, as you say, when I was in this situation, so the mentoring is very much about your previous experience. Yes. When I was in this situation at so-and-so, here's what I did. And you can kind of take from that what you want. That's really the mentoring piece. The advising is, uh, you know, we've often been more, particularly with business owners, where we've been more advisory. You know, I think you should think about it like this yes. and go this way. So that's, that's advising. The coaching bit is, is really starting with, well, it's almost going into what we call the active mindset, the active mode, which is, well, what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. Here's the situation, what's really going on here? And then inviting people to kind of learn into it themselves. Mm. 
And I feel like that is one of the barriers that comes up around coaching is people feel like to be a coach they have to have all the answers. Yeah. And that is not the case at all. You have to uh, bring a willingness to explore, yeah. some uh, more questioning than telling, yeah. ask people what's really going on here, maybe being able to utilise your experience to help people step back from their current uh, maybe micro view of what they have in front of them and help them step back to a to a macro view. Mm. Though if you bring that kind of intent to your coaching sessions, I think that you're off to a good start. You don't need all the answers. Our personal coaching experience is we've coached hundreds of business owners who knew a lot more about their businesses than we did, but in the ability of us to be able to explore with them mm. and open their ideas and their thinking, they were able to come up with mm. the idea or the right outcome themselves. Mm. Uh, but that was they just needed someone to help them guide them towards that that outcome. Yeah, yeah, and and look, I think it's uh, um, it's not wise to be too hard and fast about this um, and holding back from helpful suggestions for people just because it's not technically coaching. Yeah, sure, you know. of course. Uh, I think uh, I always liked the idea, and we had it as one of our kind of mantras in the business, which was part of our role was a bright light, a clear mirror, and a kick in the pants. And that's not a bad definition of coaching. A bright light, you know, here's what's possible for you, given your abilities and given your performance here, this is what it could look like. And here's some ideas even about how you, you, know, you might, might go that way. Mm. Um, the clear mirror is here's how you're currently performing. You know, good coaching is about, you know, if you think about it in terms of serving at tennis, which I won't presume, because Ryan can play tennis, you see. So, and you've had some coaching. I have. Oh, how was that? Uh, really useful. And the yeah. reason that coaching is most useful is it's very hard to observe yourself. Totally. You know, and if we do talk about the sporting, sporting analogy, um, you have a, a sense of what you're doing, but mm. you can't actually, you know, step away from yourself and see what's, what's really going on. Mm. And then often what a coach uh, in that professional tennis sense kind of brings is uh, an observation of what's going on mm. and then ideas around how it could be improved or developed because they've got some mm. clear understanding mm. about that. So, mm. you know, a, the exact same philosophy applies in, yeah. a, in a work environment as yeah. well. And, and there are some basics that people simply can't improve without some guidance. You know, I'm serving, I, I remember the analogy of, of um, you know, foot placement when you're serving. Mm -hmm. If you keep putting it in the wrong place, you're never going to get the right outcome, right? But, you know, those kind of technical improvements are, are part of coaching. And that is that kind of clear mirror and the bright light. It may not even be all that bright. It's just a little flicker that says, just move your foot, you know, 45 degrees rather than 90. No, that wouldn't work at all, would it? No. <clears throat> I think we're, the, the sporting yeah. analogy has run yeah, its course. Pretty run much. its course. Yeah, pretty yeah. Look, at our uh, intent for the podcast today is uh, we see so much benefit coming from coaching conversations, but we also see so many people reluctant to, to have them. And some of the things we observe around the reluctance is we talked about, um, oh, hey, I don't know everything, so why should I be, I be coaching? I don't have all the answers, uh, so what would I, I do? Uh, we see time being mm. often referenced as a mm. barrier where mm. people go, oh, look, I'm already busy. Um, I've got five people on my team. How am I also going to run a coaching session for them? Here's a question for you. How long do you think coaching sessions should be? Mm. Oh, it's a podcast? No one's asked you back. <laughs> this is not a webinar. 
What would be, look, our traditional, what we default to so often in business, oh, it must be an hour. It's got to be an hour. It's a meeting time. Let's, yep. let's make it an hour. Our observation is when you make it an hour, oh, around 50 to 55 minutes turns into work in progress. Yep. Chat, what yep. have we got on? How's yep. that project going? How's, how's the delivery of X, Y, and Z happening? And in the last five minutes, I go, oh, Mike, I was supposed to be doing some coaching mm. with you. Are you all good, mm. mate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sweet. you're good. Okay, cool. Let's, let's catch up for a coaching session next month. Yeah. And zero coaching has happened. Mm. Our guidance, do 15-minute blocks. Mm. Firstly, if you're the person doing the coaching, fitting in three, four, five, 15 minute blocks in your month, not onerous, so you can actually get it get it done. Uh, you'll be less likely to cancel those sessions when you, when you start yep. getting uh, full, so you can make them happen. Because here's a word of caution. If you book a coaching session with a team member and then go, hey look, something else more important's come up, can we postpone or cancel? Just think about the message that sends to your team member. Yeah basically says, hey, there's other stuff that's more important than you. So, you know, sorry about that. So 15 minute blocks, you know, we understand that things happen, but try very, yeah. very, very hard to honor the commitment. Yeah. <clears throat> and turn up with a intent to be active, ask that person what's really going on for them. Just simple questions like, how do you think you could develop further? What are you currently finding as a challenge in your role? Uh, some of those kind of questions just can start such wonderful conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely formal, regular coaching, even in that kind of 15-minute chunk, is really good. What I'm going to add to that is the even shorter in the moment. Yes. And I have yes. three dimensions. Oh, three. And they're really, really simple. The first of them is... Um, one phrase, which is, this is a coaching moment. It's amazing how when we take on an identity, we can lose the discomfort of being ourselves and kind of, oh, I'm not too sure if I, how do I feel about coaching? Just to simply say, this is a coaching moment, draws a little circle around it, you've got your coach hat on and you say, okay, when you did this, this is what happened. Next time you do this, try it like that, okay? That's a really transformational moment for people. Organizations trying to do coaching, getting their managers just to go, this is a coaching moment, has enabled lots of people to break through that discomfort barrier. Can I jump in yeah. with, with that one? And I think the other important part of the mindset is uh, coaching is not seated in correcting of bad behavior. Correct. Yes, it is one element where we might be looking to improve and develop people, but coaching around where things are good and could be great or where we could uh, amplify things that are already happening by ha making people aware of another dimension about mm -hmm. what's going on in the positive zone, gold. Perfect segue. Oh, number two. And this is, this is one that I've just kind of recently embraced. I, I think I might have written about it in a blog recently. But um, one of the ways that we can enhance people's performance is to pull the curtain back. Remember when we went to see the great Matt Church? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I described it as like when a magician pulls the curtain back on the tricks and he showed us how he delivers those absolute masterclasses and presentation. And it was just, you know, it was, it was fantastic, right? Actually, pulling the curtain back on a daily basis is a really important way of upskilling your people. And what I mean by that is, when somebody asks you a question, or wants clarification, or seeks a decision, very often our inclination is to give them 
the answer, isn't it, Ryan? It certainly is. It certainly is. Here's the decision. Go I mean, other, other people I've observed oh, do that. Totally. Yeah, 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 not us. Lots of people do it like that because it's efficient. We don't have the answer. We don't have time. Taking a minute to go because, so these are very short. One was, this is a coaching moment. This is just one word, because. Explaining why you chose to do that forces you to go into your kind of intuition, all your experience that you've brought to bear in that moment of making a decision. You know, it's that old story, you're not getting paid for the hours you work, it's the years you've worked, the experience you've gathered, and that's invisible in a one-word answer. Nobody can see why or how you got there. Mm -hmm. So going through and saying, I'm choosing this because of A, B, and C, people go, oh, okay, I get the why. So that magic word, because, is really powerful in informal coaching, every single day coaching. Mm. And if I can add into that yeah. one, I think the the next evolution of that is initially you're doing the course, this is how I've thought about it, and then the next stage becomes uh, at when someone comes to you with that decision or, or request mm. is to then encourage them to think about the dimensions that you would normally consider. Wow. Oh, is that another nice segue? It's actually my fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Three points plus a bonus. Plus a bonus. Okay, let's do the bonus one. So we've got, um, we started with, this is a coaching moment, because, here's the third magic phrase. They're all just magic phrases. Third magic phrase. How would you do it? So when people come to you with a problem that's within their ability to answer and you give them the answer, you've just lost a coaching moment. You've just lost a fabulous coaching opportunity. How would you think about that? How would you do it? Or why would you do it like that? Fantastic, right? You are, that's opening up, Sick. taking people into a kind of a, an immediate, real-life problem that they've just parked on you, they've just delegated it upwards, and you turn it back and say, how would you do it? Very powerful. Very powerful for everyone involved, oh, right? Because yeah. it's such a learning for the person that's bought the question and the future freedom that that will bring to the person who's being asked the question, because if we can coach, if we can develop, then you know, down the track, that person doesn't need to come with that question anymore. They can, they can solve it themselves. You and know, the number of conversations I've had with people like, oh, they come to me with the same problem time after time. I keep telling them the answer. Why don't they learn the answer? And I said, well, if you ask them how they would do it, don't answer them. Just, just, just ask them, how would they do it? And they come back a month later, it was amazing. <laughs> It's so amazing. I remember one of our uh, clients actually, after they'd learnt about this coaching approach, uh, having a bit of a chuckle with us uh, a couple of months later where uh, their team had realised that it actually wasn't even worth going and asking them <laughs> questions anymore because they just always got asked, how would you deal how with would it? You do it? And uh, they figured out that actually it was easier for me to solve, um, for them to solve it themselves than it was to go and seek uh, clarification of the uh, answer. And up goes their capability, right? Freeing the person uh -huh. who normally got asked the question to work higher in the business and more value. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. How would you think about it? And then the fourth one is, again, from one of our modules, and it was something that um, my wife, Francesca, talked about, it is, and she was a great manager and a really good coach. She would always take a junior with her to every meeting, regardless of whether it was, you know, it's Stephen Tyndall or um, ministers or sure. whoever. Um, she would always take somebody with her and Afterwards, she would say, 
So how do you think, and in particular, if that you know, if they got to play a role in it, it was going to. So how did you, how did you, how did you go then? How did you think that went? What would you do differently next time? So inviting people, this is such a great part of it. The self-review bit. Oh man, you know, if you can coach people to review their own performance, I used to have this discussion with my son when he was learning the piano. You know, my youngest son, and he would say, "Have I done enough yet?" And I said, "Well, Dom." One of the things you've got to learn to do is practice. You actually have to learn how to practice. Only you know when you've practiced enough. Because if you always kind of sell yourself short, we'll never get very good, will you? So you have to work out how much practice you have to do. And, and did he understand that at two did. and a half? <laughs> oh, <laughs> might have been a little battles, bit older. The battles, the battles <laughs> used to go. Oh my God. So, yes, he did. And he understood that. He understood that. I guess he was 14 or 15, which is even worse than two and a half in so many ways. And at a macro level, that coaching element is about helping others take ownership, right? Totally. So stop stop asking me when enough is enough. Yeah. Start evaluating yourself when enough is enough. So yeah, if that was an outcome of your coaching, I think it was. It. I think it was. And what he was taking ownership of was his learning. He was taking ownership of his process of learning. And, you know, that, that fabulous question that Francesca, you know, how do you think you went? What would you do differently next time? Again, the how you think, it, you know, that inviting that self-review and inviting some reflection about how to do it better, gold. Yeah. And we, we talk about that as a, as a retro, so a quick retrospective yeah. review of something that's yeah. happened. Uh, we try to do those uh, often and uh, quickly. Yes. So we just ran a webinar this morning. Yep. We had a quick stand up with the three key people involved and did a very quick retro from uh, planning phase through to execution and, and delivery. And we could very quickly isolate some areas of improvement, yep. what we'd do again the same because it went well and what we'd do, do differently. We didn't wait for another one hour meeting no. where there was a big review no. process and no one had time and probably forgotten by then kind of in the moment like the coaching moment yeah. quick quick re reviews and the other thing I love about that approach from mm -hmm. Francesca of course over time people start getting conditioned to they know damn well yeah. that they're going to get asked that question Every after, time. after the, the meeting or whatever yeah. the, the piece is yeah so then in the moment they're going oh how is this going how could it how would we do this differently mm -hmm. how can I how can I change and shape it in the moment yeah. and now we're into some really active learning in active the moment learning. you know coach self-coaching which is the ultimate yeah, when we can coach ourselves yep. effectively and accurately, mm -hmm. then we're on to something. Okay, let's recap. Yes, four things. Yes. I, I'm going to start with a, a zero and then okay. we'll four. <laughs> Look, the, the zero one is uh, just start. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If, if you um, want to schedule them in with your team, make them 15 minutes and start, you don't need to know the answers. Yes. And then your top three and plus the, a bonus. That's the formal review. That's the, and that's, that's yes. absolutely critical. The informal, in the moment review, the top three plus the bonus stack, uh, all for just... Um, <laughs> so the first one was, this is a coaching moment. This is a coaching moment. Right. <laughs> This is a senior moment. <laughs> Second one was because. Because the third one was how would, how would you do it? How would yep. you do it? And the fourth one was the bonus. A, well, it was a double bonus because there were two questions. <laughs> yes. Right. The retro. The retro. The questions how are. How do you think that went? What would you do differently next time? Brilliant. 
We'll call them Frank's questions. I like them. Yeah. They're great questions. Uh, build those into your interactions with your team. If you're not coaching already, get started. If you're uh, being way too onerous and formal about this, drop it. Just get involved. Just start get started. asking some open-ended questions. Uh, you'll be amazed the value that comes out of those. Not only the gold that gets discovered, but the sense of understanding trust and value that your coaching recipient coachee mm. uh, kind of feels from you spending those uh, amounts of time with them is, is epic totally great job thanks for joining us today on the podcast if you yourself have any particular coaching insights you'd like to share please drop us a comment we'd like love to hear thanks very much bye bye see ya